angels on the line, the angels on the line, the angels, the angels, the angels on the line. entrepreneurship we got people on the line we got people in the studio we're here to talk about entrepreneurship because it's brought to you by the youth they wanted to know about it and our job is to give them the information now that they need for future now we have on the line with us we have dr carl dr carl talk to us where are you calling us from we waiting on you dr carl don't you worry where are you calling us from good people <laughs> We're going to go with uh, Miss Johnson. Where are you calling us from? I'm calling from Denton, uh, Texas, which is the northern part of a small town in Denton, the northern part of Texas. Say it, Nick. Say it, Nick. Denton, Texas. You know, we went to Denton, Texas, Miss Johnson. <laughs> we were out there for a wedding, and uh, it was one hell of a time. How Denton. many belt buckles do you have? <laughs> Man, I... Just a couple, you know. I ne- Texas never turned me out. They never turned me out. What about you, Miss Johnson? How many belt buckles you got? None yet. Once I move to Fort Worth, I'm sure I'll have a lot. <laughs> is, is, is Dr. Carl there yet? Probably not. We ain't going to worry. He'll jump in whenever he's good to go. Right in front of us, we got Nick. Talk to us, Nick. What's your – oh, wait a minute. Miss Johnson, go ahead and tell us what your, uh, your uh, business is, ma'am. My business is called Ascent of Purpose. It is an all-boys nonprofit mentoring uh, network. We are networking out of, uh, currently we are networking out of Fort Worth, out of some of the churches. Okay, perfect. I think we got Dante here. Hold on. We got we got a caller coming in. Is that Dr. Carl there? Man, it is. It's me. It's me. It's me. Where, where you, Dr. Carl? It's okay. Where are you calling us from, sir? And what what is your what is your entrepreneur skill? What what you what do you do? Tell us. So I'm Dr. Carl. I am calling from Dallas, Texas. I am a clinical psychologist. I started the Cora Group, which is a mental health um, symposium. A group of people who seek to make the world a better place through uh, mental health awareness. Mental health awareness. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. You calling from Texas too, Dallas? He said he in Dallas, Texas, and she in Denton, Texas. All right, <laughs> woo! Texas, me, St. Louis, St. Louis, me, Texas. What's up, baby? All right, Nick. What was? What's up, Nick? Talk to us. My name is Nick Williams. Uh, I am a pizza delivery boy for this pizza pop up uh, named Nikki Slices. It is a Detroit style uh, take and bake uh, online pizza business. It's your pizza business, it's ain't a, it? It's my pizza business, yeah. It's an it's a online pizzeria. You're kind of tight. Yeah, it's all right. Hey, it's fire. 
I mean, you've had it. It's a good piece. It's pretty good. It's only for good people, though. Oh, good people, good people. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Nikki Slices. I'm going to make sure everybody know about all these businesses. Whenever um, we get done with this, I'll make sure I post it. Make sure you all know just in case you want to try Nikki Slices or you need some information for mentoring for the young boys with Ms. Johnson or if you need mental health awareness assistance with Dr. Cara. And finally, last but not least, right here with us, we have Mr. Justin here. Who, oh, my God. Go ahead, Justin. <laughs> Is this thing on? Hello? Talk to that sound guy back there. I don't know what's going on, man. Jeez, what's going on here? What's up? I'm Justin, happy to be on the show today. What, what's your, um, are you an entrepreneur, sir? Tell us what you, what's, your, what's your business. I do a little, little dabbling in the music slash entertainment business. That's what I'm talking about. That's you, gotta, you got to keep the people entertained. <laughs> you know, Angel Line, we got to have a good time. We going to have a good time. You got to give people what they want. All right, we're going to start real quick. And we, we, I just want to know first is, what made you start up your own business? Let's start up with uh, Miss Johnson. What made you start up your own business? Um, because I work with juvenile already in the juvenile setting, we found out that mainly um, it's mostly boys that start their career off. But we decided that we would start with them also. We can get those young men away from the starting point of not going into either juvenile detention or any type of detention phase, then we, we have the family right there. So we wanted to start mentoring them, showing them that there are people out there that care about them and just start within their community. So that's why starting in uh, Fort Worth, Dallas, I mean, I'm sorry, Fort Worth, Texas. So that's, that's really what made us start. Perfect. The experience made you start. Welcome to the Angels Online. I love it. Dr. Carl, what uh, what what brought you Carl Works, sir? So actually, Carl Works came out or began before the Carl Group. Initially, what happened was I was doing my pre-doc internship hours, and I had a group of young men and women actually who I was um, kind of you know counseling and working with. And then once my hours were complete, I was my responsibility was to pass them on to to someone else, but I had created such a strong relationship with these young people that it would have been a disservice to them to have them start over and, um, you know, be somebody new, get reacclimated to a new personality, a new person. Um, and I just feel like there was something that I didn't really want to do. Um, I just wanted to continue to, 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 to work with them. So myself and a few of the other, uh, myself and four other people who graduated watched you with me, you know, came up with a business plan and, you know, it's like, hey, let's just do our own private practice and we can kind of, you know, do it how we want to do it as opposed to joining somebody else's organization and, and kind of fill it into what they had going on. So we, we've done that and we've grown uh, tremendously over this last two years. So it's kind of kind of with the same model just to be working for us. Wonderful. I love it. I love it. Nick, why did you uh, start up your own business? Um, I mean, it's pretty simple. Um I just didn't want to work for anybody anymore. I Come on. I had a uh, situation in my last job, and I was in this kitchen for, I ran this kitchen for eight years. And, like, mm -hmm. in the restaurant world, um, a lot of people bounce around, and it's not really a lot of people that, like, stay down and, and stay down. Mm -hmm. um, and I stayed at this restaurant that I was at, running it for eight years. Okay. Uh, built it up. The restaurant was only open for ten years, so I built this restaurant to what it was. And um, at the end of the day, when it ended, 
um, I felt like I was taken advantage of. And um, I was just told myself I wasn't going to let anybody else make a dime off me and right. my skill set. So There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Justin, uh, what made you get into music and, you know, production and everything? Mine was also, I didn't, I didn't want to work for anyone else also. I've been pretty much working in restaurants my whole life, front of the house, back of the house. Management? Yeah, I've done some management. I mean, I've opened and closed stores and everything, and I was at a job for eight years also, and that was probably before 2008. Remember, we had the recession? Yeah. 2008, and basically it was a franchise, and they were like, oh, well, if you still want to work here, they were trying to, I got the opposite of a raise. Oh. They were trying to say, do the same job for less money. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they're like, yeah. And they wait till I drove all the way out there. It was probably a 30-minute drive to tell me that. So I just said, no, thank you, and drove home and had the day off. <laughs> and the rest of the day is off, huh? But that was the best thing that ever happened to me is being like a wake-up call. And then at that time, uh, my daughter was just a couple years old, mm-hmm. and then my dad had passed away, and there was a lot of things going on. So, yeah, my dad was watching uh, Jasmine while I was at work and everything. And, of course, like I said, he passed. I'm like, well, i got to find a babysitter. Yep. And that's the problem with a lot of people is you go out and earn minimum wage, but then you got to pay a babysitter to watch the kids. So you're basically just paying for the babysitter. and It's like daycare. People complain about daycare all the time. Same thing, right. They, they're paying for. You can't get ahead. I yeah. mean, you're. Oh, yeah. I mean, in one pocket, out the other. It's like some people say it's like four hundred dollars a month to eight hundred thousand dollars a month just for yeah. childcare or whatever. So, yeah. So you said so, hell with that, huh? Yeah. So that's it. So I figured, mm. I just, I mean, I kind of got into music, and I've done all artists, shows, concerts, mm. production, events, all kinds of stuff, and I just figured out that, yeah. I mean, I like St. Louis, and. I just want to showcase talent in our city, whether it's small business or a local artist. And, mm-hmm. But the beauty of the Internet, it's local, but it's also worldwide. So we have people tuned in from other countries, too. Mm. So, yeah, I just figure it's a great place for people to get their voice heard. May not like everything people say, but they deserve the right to say it. That's the First Woo! Amendment, I believe. Welcome to the Angels Online, Voice of the Unheard. You got to let the people talk about what they want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> that what Justin said, baby. You may or may not agree with it, but that's the old, free, old thing we call freedom <laughs> of speech. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. And, of course, you know, the Angels Online started. I had a situation in Texas. And it was kind of like the, uh, this, along the same lines. I was doing what I was supposed to do and everything else. And so then I figured, you know, I've been working with these juveniles. I've been working with kids, especially boys. I was only with boys there. Predominantly, I've been working with boys. And then as a probation parole officer, I worked with uh, men and women. But um, those young I, I figured with all my experience, education, professional experience, why not do something to figure out how we can help these kids before they get to that level? You, know, you get tired of handcuffing. You get tired of write incident reports, you get tired of watching kids pull their hair out, you get tired of watching all those things. So it's like, how can you start, somebody needs to hear them, and when you're hearing all their problems, you see that you're probably the first person they were able to open up to. Nobody has taken the time to listen to them. So the Angels Online comes from that. Um, And more, you can see the website and everything else, um, but we want to focus on everybody else here. So my next question is, is, 
you started your you started your business, but somebody it was there. Did you have a role model to start your business? Did you have somebody that influenced you to start your business? Talk to me, Justin. Did you have a role model or anything that make you start your business? Did you have honestly, honestly, no. As far as like the studio goes, I just basically purchased the equipment and I had a general idea of how to do audio. I mean, mixers and mm-hmm. channels and microphones and all that. Mm-hmm. So I just started that, and then I guess you could say my influence to get into radio was probably 2014. Uh, there's this guy, DJ Mac Diddy. Uh, shout out him. He's out of New, based out of New York, too. Okay. And he's the one that used the Spreaker program that we use. And uh, one of my artists that I was recording, Mark Bone, he's like, oh, they're playing my song in New York. And this was back in 2014, right? People weren't right. doing their little podcast in their grandma's basement <laughs> right. back then and everything. but. <laughs> So I, I think I know a thing or two about the radio. So, but yeah, so I looked into it and it was really easy to start. And basically I had to teach myself everything. I didn't have anybody to, I don't have anybody to call. If something breaks or this microphone's not working, hello, then I got to run back there and do it. So, yeah. yeah, So, I mean, I I would like to have somebody that I could kind of turn to. Right. But that's why I'm trying to teach other people the craft. And uh, Casmo was here earlier and try to teach him. It's some people are greedy with their talent, and some people want to pass it on. Yeah. That's, so that's I mean, that, that's what it is. I'd rather educate people. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Nick, talk to me. Tell me. Uh, biggest influence is clearly, obviously, my father. Yeah. Um, my dad. Uh, after my mom passed away. Uh pretty much said he's got to live his life so he quit his like day job and opened up a pizzeria and being like a black man opening up a pizzeria on South Grand at the time mm-hmm. it just South Grand wasn't like South Grand it is right now right um uh and he just like persevered through so much BS to get that thing open with no restaurant experience and I saw him struggle and I saw all the pitfalls he went through and I saw all those things and I always knew off that that I wanted to open up something. I didn't know it was going to be a pizzeria. Right. I thought I would open up, like, just a full-fledged restaurant that that was way more than pizza. But, right. But um, the pizza thing just kind of happened just off of off of sheer luck and COVID. Yeah. It's um, a cough. Yeah, yeah. It, honestly, like, I started Nikki Slices just doing, like, private dinners and, like, giving people pizzas, like, as I would leave as, like, a token of, like, thank you. Uh-huh. And then people just started asking for the pizzas, and I would give them the pizzas to my friends. Just uh-huh. how you get them now. Like, yeah. just you bake them into your crib in the aluminum foil. And um, it honestly just did its own thing. It just, like, it was a monster in itself. Like, I, I mean, everything is super thoughtful. I think I'm, I'm getting way ahead of the questions here. But you know what? Yeah, but, uh, if your dad was your role model, you, yeah. you're giving me that. It's, it's fine. We rolling. Yeah, he was just he was just the man. He, he from a young age, for me, um, imparted the, the knowledge of, like, of creative expression. Like, mm-hmm. he was like, whatever you got in you, you need to get it out. There it is. Like, you need to talk to, if you want to make, uh, like, as soon as I was like, I want to play drums, he's like, all right, bet, here. Got me a little mini drum set. Express yourself. There Do you what go. you want. I want to play baseball. All right, bet. Boom. Let's go to batting cage every day. <laughs> like that man, if anything, told me just to express yourself. 
You know, and a lot of parents don't say that. Exactly. And that's a problem that a lot of kids have because nobody told them to express themselves. Yeah. That's why the angels don't have voices unheard because these kids have something to say. And if you allow them to say what they need to say, then you can help them. They can probably be on a whole different path than what they 100%. might be going on and anything yeah. else. Um, Dr. Carl, did you have a role model or did you have someone that uh that pushed you to become an entrepreneur and handle your business? Oh. Yeah, you know, actually, professionally, no, but just like my man Nikki said, I mean, I would have to say it was my dad also. I mean, my dad, he he, he's, he was he is not the type of person to work for anybody, never worked for anybody uh, in my entire life. He has always had, like, his own business and a thousand side hustles. But so, like, you know, Come on. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I got my life together, I was like, man, I don't want to work for anybody because I don't want anybody telling me what I can, what I can do and having to you know, kind of restrict my, my own success because of someone else. So I want to put myself in a position to where I, I do my own thing. And then once, you know, having watched my dad be like that my entire life, I just surrounded myself with people who I could learn from and who I can also teach and, you know, get on, go on one accord with. And then we kind of just move in the direction of success. So, like, professionally, did I have a role model? No, but, I mean, I had, like, my dad who told me how, you know, going to do be a successful business person, you got to really do it. You know, uh, you might not make money right away, but keep going, you know, because the money will come, you know, just, you know, continue with the passion and the and the purpose and, and, and it'll come together. So. Yes. Ms. Johnson, what about you? Um, I would say I didn't have a role model per se, but I had someone that was always there for me, which would have been my husband, because after, like you said, being in the juvenile field for so long, he finally sat me down and said, look, we can't keep locking these kids up forever. Right. So what, if it wasn't for the job, what would you do with these young men? And my thing was to be, even I'm a female for both of us in our business to be, um, to be an inspiration, you know, listen to what they said, as you said, Ms. Ramsey, you know, help them with the resources, uh -huh. show them the opportunities out there other than, you know, going to jail, smoking, you know, things like that. We, like you said, we do need to listen to them. So being an entrepreneur in this, kids look up to you and say, hey, if they did it, then I can do it too. Can you teach me how to do it? And, you know, that's part of our program, teaching them how to become entrepreneurs if that's what you want to do. You want to go to a different school, go to college or whatever. That's part of our program. Good. It's just to get on the right track so they won't end up in these juvenile detention centers. And these jails, you know, things like that. Motivate them. Motivate them to do something different. And Definitely. You, you say college, you know, trade school, whatever. A mentor is going to help you and lead you. Not going to tell you what you need to do. Just give you no. options. It's Options are out there. You don't have to follow the trend. You don't have to do that. There are a lot of people who made it without following the trend and saying, oh, you got to go to college or you're a failure at life. It's not about that. There's so many more. There's so much money out here working. And then once you learn those trades and once you start working for somebody and just learn, like Nick and Justin said, we, we, we learn management. We've been working. We've built up places. We might as well do our own if we're going to do it. Otherwise, somebody else is just making a dime off your talent. So, exactly. yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, what advice would you give to someone starting their business? Ms. Johnson, we'll go with you if you would like. What advice would you give to someone that's starting their business? Um, for me, the advice would be uh, just hang in there because yep. it, like mm -hmm. the doctor said, it is, you may not make money the first couple of years, you know, Ooh. but that's not, it's really about holding steady and knowing what, 
You know, if this is what you really want to do, this is your passion, and you know you want to work for yourself, then you will hold steady with that. And that's what we've done. Good. I love it. Dr. Carl, what advice would you give? I mean, I'm going to come right back to the same thing. I think that's the single most thing that kills dreams and success is people give up too soon. I mean, a lot of times on social media, especially, will teach us or shows us or try to convince us that success is immediate, right? And that it should be something that comes. I know for me, at least, when I was first starting out, I was, you know, naive and judging, you know, someone else when they may have been on their chapter 52. And I was just starting on my chapter one. So the success and the business wasn't going to look the same because they had worked and gone through stuff that I had known about. But just looking from the outside, it looked like they were, you know, on the top from the beginning. So sticking with it is really, really the, um, you know, the most important thing. I mean, like I said, I think I've, I donated more, um, you know, clinical hours my first year than I had did uh, before graduating mm -hmm. just because I wanted to, like, do the work. And then, you know, all of a sudden, those same people started referring people and then referring people and then people started hearing about, you know, or telling about their experiences. And then the, the people just started to come out of nowhere based on all the work I had done my first year when I didn't have any money, when I was like, you know what I'm saying, just paying people out of my own bank account and not from the business or just doing all these other things, you know. But it all, it all, you know, came back, you know, tenfold because I was consistent in what my goal was. So just, you know, stick with it. You know, understand that your chapter one, don't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 15 or chapter 20 because it's not going to look the same. Come on. You got to come on. Somebody <laughs> better talk to him. And you know what? That sounds, it goes, go. it sounds like what Nick said um, because Nick stated he, you gave free hours, you know, so you can get yourself out there, promote yourself out there. And Nick said he was giving away pieces at, 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 at events or whatever. Next thing, now he's got. A, a huge clientele and his pieces are taken off. I saw them fancy photos you got. <laughs> oh, fancy <laughs> man. Piece, piece of cheesy and stuff and looking good. Chicken and waffles. <laughs> Nick, what advice would you give, man? Um, just to echo everybody, stick to the plan. Um, stick to your vision. Like, you're going to have so many people that have that have advice, that have tidbits they want to share with you, you have to be ten toes down on your vision in order for that thing to grow roots and, and build a strong foundation. And everybody's got an opinion. Stick mm. to your vision. And one of the most important things for me was, and I ignored this at first, mm -hmm. um, if you're the smartest person in the room, Leave that. Get room. out. Get Leave. out. If, yes. if if you are the smartest person Shh, in that something. room, get out Hit of the, the room. Shoot. Talk to everyone. Go if if you're meeting with your banker and they have a, a mixer or a function, go to that function. Go talk to everyone that you can talk to. If you don't have the strength in something, go talk about it. Go talk to somebody because like knowledge is everything and you don't have to be the best at, at everything in your business, but you need to have a working knowledge of almost everything. If you really want to have a firm foundation and everything, you need to know a lot or a little about everything. And that means networking and diversity. Be open yeah. to, to criticism, too. Yeah. Boy, I oh. tell you. Hey, hey, I got, I got something else. Yeah. Come 
on, Dr. Carl. Come on. Thing, Angel. Go ahead, Dr. Carl. So another thing, another thing is don't allow um, the the opinions and and views of how your close family and friends, how serious they take you to determine how serious you need to be or how serious you are. Because, you know, and I hate to say it because it's all over TikTok and it's like a, a, a sound bite, but your family and friends ain't going to be your first customers. They're just not. Never. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't take yourself seriously. You shouldn't. It should keep going. Just, okay, well, that's all, that's fine. Tell people in the next group, but don't, don't let your family and close friends and the people who surround themselves to diminish the work that you're doing by it's like oh I like your little business I like your little pieces I like your little you know your little, your little mentoring program you know like don't don't even surround yourself with them kind of people because ain't nothing that I'm doing little yeah. it, it ain't costing little so it ain't little you know what I'm saying so look don't you know what to say like that and people to be around you no for sure and for real there that's what are. I'm talking about Woo! everybody pays for a price. Hey, okay. Ain't no discounts. Okay, ain't no shirts. Everybody I ain't, ain't no shirts price. giving out. You're not going into Louie asking for 50% off. You got some coupons? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, you better wait for the summer sale price. to drop. If I drop a sale, that'll be the best time you better get some. Ain't no shoe. You ain't walking in a coach. It'd be the closest ones that ask for discounts and freebies. And, and don't want to do nothing. Don't want to do nothing. Boy, I tell you. How Justin, much, come on, man. How much for one rib? <laughs> I don't you, want the whole thing. You ain't gonna just let me get. You ain't, you ain't gonna just let me get him. <laughs> what, what, what you what you got for him, Justin? Yeah. Also, same thing. Perseverance. I've been with doing radio, like I said, for nine years. It was nine years last month. So, and I'm still not where I want to be. I want another studio. Grow more shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. That's that's basically it. I want people around me that don't tell me how great I'm doing. Tell me, how can we do better? How can we improve? I'm, right. I'm never really satisfied, so always strive to do better. Mm-hmm. Hey, we need we need some more cool buttons or whatever, anything mm-hmm. from big to small. We got a, mm-hmm. I spent $3,000 on a sign in the front, an mm-hmm. LED sign. So it's smart investments. and It draws attention. We need we noticeable weight. Yeah. Because I know people be like, Hey, oh, I, I see that studio. That's what they say. Oh, I know ever where you since, at. And ever since we got the sign, now people are stopping by and interested in possibly doing a show. So it's don't waste your money. Invest your money. You're not losing money just starting your business. You're hopefully investing money. Mm-hmm. And, of course, yeah, you won't. You'll be lucky to break even. I mean, you may experience a loss the first couple of years. But that's where the perseverance comes in. And just keep at it. And... Don't listen to the negative, the naysayers. Because there's always going to see someone with your success. Oh, man, your pizza sucks. I want to make a pizza place. That shit ain't hard. Right? Man. And then there's competition. Man, you, just, you just quit that on that piece. Man, you so are Domino's and everybody else, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, and then what makes your business great? What makes you business? That's, that's a tough business to be in. There's a lot of other less 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 good pizza places out there but i mean there's how do you keep yourself better than them better quality better customer service and keep the people you got to keep the people coming back (laughs) (laughs) every every point good people good people you got to get the pizza out the oven come on (laughs) you got to do it you don't want to keep it in too long (laughs) 
And, and another thing, stay ahead. Don't be afraid of change either. Oh, don't be risk. Because, yeah, because I could see how cable TV and FM, AM radio are kind of phasing out, right? Your radio's right here. I mean, yep. you got your Spotify, your Pandora, mycitymymusic.com. Uh, you can tune in and find all your quality programming. Shameless plug. Come on, man. You got to do it. You got to throw in a commercial every now and then. <laughs> Ellie, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to the greatest show on the planet, <laughs> The Angels Online. Oh my god, this so dude much. is a professional. Listen, pro, love it. Somebody, your, somebody's got to do it. What is your favorite part about doing this? What is your favorite part about doing this, Justin? Talk to me. Smile. I like the people smile when they leave the building. Come you on, come man. here, you having? Are you smiling over there? Okay, see, she's having a good time. But that that's what it is. Yeah, keep the people, I mean, gotta, like I said, got to keep the people entertained and right. as far as my business. That's right. And, yeah, word of mouth, I mean. That's it. That's, and, and that's a big time because when people come on shows and they're like, oh, dang, that's, what's that studio? How much that studio? Let me talk to them. Okay, let me meet this person. Okay. Even if they come six months later, like, I came to your show. Somebody show and I want to, that's a big thing, word of mouth. A lot of referrals, yeah, and shows, co-hosts become hosts and get their mm-hmm. own show. And yep, yep. I, I known you before you were famous. <laughs> you show do. Yeah. All right. Start from the bottom, now we heard. Uh. <laughs> Nick, talk to me, Nick. What's, what's, your fa- what's one of your favorite parts? What is it? Favorite part of being an entrepreneur is um, when you think that, like, that's your limit. Mm-hmm. Or you got damn, you know, like you know, you got like taxes coming up. Like, uh-huh. Damn, I didn't save for taxes. Like you got some obstacle coming up, and then you get through it. Uh huh. And then there's some other BS on the on a couple months down the road, and then you get through it. Mm-hmm. You find out, hey, well, like side note, being an being an entrepreneur is just being a problem solver. That's Ooh. it. That's it. Um, Figure out the next step. But every just time. like, just like, like seeing like you level up every time, mm-hmm. and be like, man, I can't believe I got through that. But like, it was easy, or like tapping into your network to to get through something. Like, that's the best part for me. That's my favorite part. Is just like every time we level up, it's just like, man, like looking back, be like, man, that was that was easy. That was nothing. It, you and know now, what? I love I love you say that because we got we got kids that are listening to the episode who want to be entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. It's like when you get ready to take a test and. In middle school or high school, right? And you like, I gotta study, I gotta study. And then the test get in front of you, and you knock it out. You be like, that wasn't hard. And you see your score, you be like, what? Oh shit, I can do it. Got the next test, you know. And and that makes you want to keep doing. And then you see that grade, and then you see the the positive effects of that grade behind it. And then you then you go further. You go to go to go to uh, college, right? Mm -hmm. And you 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 surpass college, and you like. Man, we gotta do all this homework. We gotta do these papers. We gotta do these tests. We gotta do this, and then you get your degree, and then you like, man, it wasn't even that bad. No, it was and you chill. look at all the positive time. aspects. I had a great time. I had fun. I got my degree. I learned a lot, and then they go on to the next part of education. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. everything ties, and then it's like, okay, I'm ready to start my business. I'm ready to do this now. You know, I learned this. I don't have my playtime. Okay, I don't listen to the angels online, and I heard what all they said. So I'm gonna take everything they said, and I'm gonna soak it in. Dr. Carl, what's your favorite part of being an entrepreneur? Probably the freedom. I mean, the freedom to work more hours. Ooh, you know, yes. you don't work less hours when you own a business. 
we work more hours. So, I mean, you know, the freedom to make your own decisions. But the flip side is that you just have to deal with, uh, with making those decisions, whether good or bad. Um, the freedom to not be limited um, in, in what direction I can go in. Um, you know, so just, I would say the freedom. Awesome. Johnson, what about you? Um, I would say the uh, kids faces when they learn something new, when we give them resources, they do nothing about and to see them put those resources into uh, action and the reaction that they get after they've done that. And they come back to us and say, Hey, guess what? I use resource and this is what happened. And they asked me if I need any help. So this is what I can do. And, you know, and they do that with the mentor going alongside them the whole, I would say the kids reaction to it is the best part for us. That's what I'm talking about. That knowing that, even with me, it's, it, I feel like it's the same thing. When the uh, one thing I love is the kids' reaction and like, wait, there's something for us. Oh, there's something for us that we can do. Oh, we get to talk to adults too, so we get to learn this wisdom. We get information. We don't get judged. We get to openly talk about it. Oh, somebody else is going through that too. Oh, somebody else went through that when they were younger, but they're just now talking about it. So now, we're not alone. Okay. Oh my God! This this is this people out here to help us. They care about us. Oh, they're gonna give us this. They got gift cards. Oh my God! Oh man, they're talking about something that's happening with me right now. Oh, I feel open to talk about. It's just all those positive aspects that come from it. So thank you all. Thank you all for that. Um, what qualities do you think? What are some qualities that you possess or that you think entrepreneurs should be able to possess? I'm gonna say one one thing. I'm gonna say is. It ties into what everybody just said. It's patience. That's one thing I was just listening to everybody say. is like, don't give up. Keep going. Um, pay attention to mistakes. Learn from it. Watch how you can grow. Watch how you can keep growing. So I think patience is a, is, is a good quality that should be that, that individuals should be able to possess. And, and patience is a, is, is a virtue. You know, it's engraved. And progress is a process. And so a, a lot of people need to remember that. I had to even tell myself that before. You know, when I was starting this, because I've never been an entrepreneur before, you know, I've been in the criminal justice system, done all this stuff. I had to teach myself about podcasts. I had to teach myself a whole lot of stuff. And then I had friends and stuff who also um, were able to help me uh, along the lines of doing everything I do, like everybody I'm talking to right now. I know at some point I had to ask a question because I didn't know nothing about no videos. So I want to say um, patience is a quality I think uh, entrepreneurs should possess. Um, Nick, what about you? What, what's a quality? Uh adaptability and yeah, Ooh, yeah. uh and uh problem solving it's mm. it's a running your own whatever if it's a nonprofit, anything it's just problem solving it's just a lot of times you're not gonna have the answers like my man said and you guys gotta figure it out figure you gotta dig out. down in and just figure it out mm -hmm. uh google is your best friend a lot of times yep. YouTube. uh YouTube. And, and your <laughs> yep. and your network uh, just being able to like be adaptable to everything. Problem Justin, solving. what about you? The main thing I think my biggest advice would be: be a leader, don't be a boss. So don't get a don't be afraid to get your don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Like I can be in front of the camera, I'll be behind the camera, I'll be in the back recording, I'll make you a flyer, whatever you need, wherever you don't just. Yeah, if I got to clean the bathroom, I'm going to clean the bathroom. I mean, Come whatever on. needs to be Come done, on, man. either Come do on. it yourself or find a good quality. Great. Would you mind cleaning the bathroom? Find people you can rely on to help and 
come together like Voltron. And 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 that's like any that's like any job. You know treat, what I'm saying? Treat that's, your employees properly. That, I mean, just that's, yeah. Just, that's that's actually the next question. But Dr. Kara, go ahead. What do you think of quality? A good a good um, you know. I think uh, a good quality should possess. Yeah. Should have. Entrepre- yeah. They should be able to be. Yeah. They should be versatile. Um, no to to people that you service. No to customers. No to uh, mentees. No to clients are the same. And you can't have like you know you can't not be able to to adapt to how to communicate with them, how to provide your service to them. I mean because. We're in business to to make money. I mean, you have to be able to. You want money from all those different type of places. And you want to service all young people. And you want to service all people and all issues. So you have to be able to adapt to whatever the situation is successfully and effectively. Adapt and accommodate. Let's go. Come on. And Johnson, talk to us. Um, besides leading our leader and patience, I'm gonna say listening. Woo! A lot of times. You do a whole lot of talking and not a lot of listening. Mm-hmm. And we may miss something that w- would have been important. You know, young people have a lot to say. And true, we have to be patient with them as they say it. Because they may not know how to say it or how they want to, you know, communicate it to us. But we have to be patient and we have to listen really well in order to hear what they're trying to say. And that's a big one with young adults. They don't know how to decipher what they're trying to say like we may do and that's why I connect youth and adults in open dialogue because you you can't be you can't be judgmental when you're talking to them they know what they're trying to say but they not may not be able to deliver that message as appropriately as or as effectively as we can so if you listen to them you can help them and be, so do you mean you know ask little open-ended questions or you know do do you mean this or you know so that's that's a huge one. We got listening skills, patience, leadership, problem solving, being versatile, all wonderful traits that 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 all not only just entrepreneurs should have, but it goes with my next question because I um it was like what do you think qualities that make a good business leader? I think all those qualities that question answer all, all those answers answer that question. All those qualities, like Justin said, if you work in a restaurant and you're a, you're the manager or, or the GM or what, go clean the bathroom, man. Like it, it's 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 okay. You, you you used to be there, help out. You know somebody's having a bad day, tell them to go take an extra fifteen minute break, man. Just go take a walk around the block. Doctor Carl does mental health. You know sometimes you don't know what someone's going through and they're not they don't want to be vulnerable and talk about those things or whatnot. And and listening, just patience, all those things, they're all. Extremely important. Um, is it is it simple? Is it hard? How does one financially plan being being an entrepreneur for like a business's future? Like, you know, go ahead, Nick. Talk All right. To me. So this is uh, as someone someone who is not quote unquote a numbers guy. Uh huh. Um, me either. Good God. I was like, okay. I know how to do food costing. I've been doing it for 10 years. Boom, got that. Um, I like just talking to find a banker that you trust. There you go. That's what I'm saying. I found a banker that, um, I mean, at the end of the day, they work for a bank. Yeah. Um, and if you, if you grew up like me, not super financially literate, right, then um, they're the op. Yeah. <laughs> you think they're trying to take your money but yeah. in, in actuality um if you make money they make money you can get money loans from them if you make more money and it's just a beautiful circle yep um 
financially planning is if you're not if you're not a numbers person like me, um, writing a business plan is going to be extremely difficult. You have to get with people that that know this stuff. That was my biggest fault is I was sitting here trying to put a, a circle in a square or a square in a circle, and I was like, I'm going to do a business plan my way. Mm-hmm. I've got this super unique business. You know what? I'm not going to go to a bank with uh, with a regular business plan. I'm going to show them what we do, how we do it. And at the end of the day, you can't fight everything. Yeah. So you got to kind of mold yourself to what the bank is looking for. But, like, if you don't know money, you have to get with somebody that knows money. That's mm-hmm. point blank period. That was my biggest. I'm, that's what I'm most proud of is I'm not a money person. Numbers are foreign to me. Creating stuff, making videos, making pizza. That's my jam. Okay. That's my jam. Woo. So finding somebody and we putting the same, baby. yeah, and putting putting somebody on your team that will help you with that. That's my my biggest advice for that. Perfect. Oh, that is one financial. One more. One more. One more. One more. Talk to it. Come on, man. Come on. I, I, my banker told me this. He said, "Um." While the while you're in the feast, save for the famine, because there will be a famine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Save your fucking sorry. Oh, you, go ahead, mouth. man. Come on. Mouth. Come on. <laughs> save your money. Save that damn save money. The money. Save your money. And then also, if we're, more so on top of that, because I've learned a lot about this stuff. If you have an accountant for your business, for your small business, if you don't have one, find one, because it'll save you a lot of money come tax time. Okay. Um, okay. Um, these accountants will help you save money. Um, as far as like, if you don't know anything about like write-offs and all this stuff, like these people are on your team to help you save money. They're going to, they're expensive, but in the long end, they will get you right. Yes. So save or, uh, while everybody's feasting, you're saving for the famine. Save your money. Boom. Oh, oh, Justin, how does one financially plan for a business's future? Personal sacrifice. Mm. Not only save, but you give up personal items. I don't need new Jordans or personal. Ooh. If it doesn't, if it's not for the business, I don't need it right now. That's right. I can sacrifice. Give me food, shelter. I don't need to but, shop. Yeah, I any, same thing in my closet. Any profit that's made, it goes back into the business. So I mean, that, that's the bottom line. People squander their money away and plan for the business before you have the business. That's why I worked all those restaurants for those years to get and plan and put some savings away. And I mean, you need personal savings for your startup unless you have an investor. That would be nice. Mm. But yeah, like you said, save your money, invest in your business. If if you don't need it, actually, you got to give the people what they need. That's right. <laughs> you know, a kid asked me that, Miss Ramsey. How come is it? How come it's you yeah. got to get the people what they want and not what they need? It's I was like, true. Yeah. I said it's a slogan, but we still got to give you what you need, baby. Don't don't you worry. Yes. And I'm talking about the uh, the podcast and the conversations. This is what you want to talk about. Let's talk about. It. She was like, Oh, I get it. I get it. I yeah. said, but I also when I deal with you personally, I'm gonna give you what you need. She was like, Yeah, because you gave me one of my dad. I was like, that's, Yeah, baby, you got it. That's yeah, because there's that's what it is. There's needs and there's wants, and people are trying to satisfy all their wants, but. Oh, I'll buy these new shoes, but I didn't pay my electric bill. Come so on, man. Priorities. I got right. these cool shoes, but you can't see them. Uh. <laughs> the lights are out, right? <laughs> That'd be it. Hey. Save Mr. your money. John- Invest. Johnson, talk to us. What do you? What, what do you? What do you? <laughs> I'm a 
go with what he said about the personal sacrifice because what I found out nonprofits a lot of times you have to give away the services for free and my thing was what we're giving away something for free why is that but you have to you you want to know who the people in your community is and the only way they're going to want your your whatever it is you're doing is if you give it away for free that's how they sold crack in the 80s of course people tell other people how good it was word of mouth things like that it's a personal sacrifice it's hard it's hard but it's a personal sacrifice that's it that's it dr dr cara Man, look here. They didn't say it already. They didn't say it already. <laughs> the person talking about something else. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Amen. You no, know, I mean you, you can't, you, you can't, you can't, you can't be, you know, out here trying to look like you got the money while you're trying to make the money. Mm-hmm. You know, right. put that money back in that business. <laughs> mm-hmm. Put it back. Put it down. I, I say all the time, you better eat at home. We eating at home. We eating at home. We ain't going out to eat. We're going to make this restaurant rich. We eating at home. All the brokest people wear fake Gucci. Straight up. Hey, come on. You know what to say. Look here. I don't even need Gucci. You, I'll go to Ross. What is Bill Gates? Yeah, Bill Gates doesn't wear fancy clothes. Uniform. No. They all got a uniform. They, they wear khakis and a yep. polo shirt. Hey, hey they got a pair of Dockers on and a polo and they're billionaire, shirt. And they're billionaires. And they're billionaires. Exactly. Yeah. I don't need to impress anybody. I say it all yeah. the time. Listen, I just put on the Angels Online shirt and I'll keep it pushing. There yep. it is. For the record, they really needed to be teaching like this kind of stuff to these kids yeah that's what i'm business planning like writing a business plan financial financial planning like yo financial literacy would would change the game would change the game you know i think one of of the problems is a lot of banks won't let you open a savings account until you're 16 because i was going to get my kids to teach them about money and saving and but no they can't even get their own account but but you can still teach them well, right, time, right, but yeah, but, I'd like to. When I mean, it's time for them to step in, yeah. But there's there's other levels to this stuff. How, like, I I think one of the biggest things that like that like blew my mind away is a lot of these people that are super successful. They're not spending their money; they're mm. spending their credit. They're 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 putting risk on credit. They're not they're not putting their actual like fortune on on risk. That like if you teach people to think about money like that. And building credit, and it would change the game for everyone. It would level the playing field because, like, if you got money, like, yeah, it's just gonna, it, it's just a continual circle. Mm-hmm. And the people that ain't got money, same thing. They're going backwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you teach this, this stuff earlier, it would change the game. I didn't know about finance. I, I had to learn it myself. Exactly. I wasn't taught. I wasn't. You know, the Angels Online is literally part of my life. I, I didn't know about finances. I didn't know about entrepreneurship. I didn't know about shit. Until I got to college or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And I learned, I'm like, credit? What's that? There's some kids that do need to know about trigonometry, but the majority of us do not. If you're going to be in that profession. Teach us how to control our savings and (laughs) these other things. I say it all the time. I don't give a damn about photosynthesis. Unless you're going to be a botanist. Yeah. I I don't care about no, no plants. I mean, I love nature, but I don't know how to do any of that. I don't know how to, you know, I don't, it's a lot of stuff you look at and it's like, what they going to do with this? Yeah. But all these other problems that they looking at going, you know, like I teach students, I gave all of them a job. You got a job, you get paid. This is what you do. You got to show up and you got to perform. And that's how you're going to get paid or guess what you're going to get. And the kids be like, you're going to get fired. I said, exactly. 
And if I need somebody to step in, what they going to get? A temp job. That's right. For them two days, I need somebody to be a temp job, and they going to get paid for their temporary service. That's what's happening in the world right now. Yeah. There's temp jobs for people and to be hired on permanent. Something for people. People need helpers. People need workers. I mean, that's what's going on. Kids need to learn that when they get these jobs, they got to show up on time. You actually got to come to school in order to work, in order to get paid. And on time ain't on time. Come on now. You got to be on early. On time ain't on time. I want to yeah. see you walking up in here, and I don't want to see you ready. I want to see you showing leadership skills. I don't want no problems. I was teaching I was teaching that. It was mm-hmm. easy. I like to sit back and watch the kids walk down the steps without me telling them nothing. The other kids lead them. It's like, huh. it's like the Army, y'all better be great. And you reward that. It's incentive-based and everything. You reward them, let them, hey, I see you. You're doing a good job. You got to feed that energy to kids, man. You got to feed them. Don't, don't call them stupid. Don't let them know. Don't say, you know, don't do that. Like, just, you got to, man, whew, I can go on for days and days when we're talk about this money. Woo! My goodness. To be um, continued. To be, right. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. You know what to say. Um, what is success in entrepreneurship? What is success? Go ahead. Who are you asking first? It don't matter, man. Just go. Dante, go. Go. Nick, what is success? Everybody's going to be different. I yeah. tell you, um, from the outside, people would be like, Nicky Slice is successful. It is. Um, I've been able to sustain myself, hire my best friend, hire um, another good friend from, from high school back in the day, um, and employ them and keep money in their pocket. Mm-hmm. That's success, but also there's some weeks where we don't crush it like that. Mm-hmm. There's some weeks where, like, I'm like, all right, we need to sell 20 more pizzas. Why didn't we sell those 20 pizzas? And then between the the time that it's, we have to stop selling pizza, I fight and claw and work some videos on Instagram to see what works. And mm-hmm. then you end up selling 15, but you don't get that 20. Mm-hmm. But still, you found a way to sell 15 more pizzas. That's a small win. Come on. You find out what works for you, for your business, what brings in more people, what works on Instagram, what works on TikTok. You find these little things during these bad weeks, or you find out how to motivate one of your guys a little bit more mm-hmm. than you than you knew. You found out what makes them take a little bit more. Those are small wins. That's the the that's the success that I love. Mm-hmm. The little ones, because those things, well, when you're killing it and you need to sell a little bit more, you need to level up a little bit more. You tap back into the information, and you just keep on leveling up. Beast, beast, come on, come on. Justin, what do you think is success? What is what what success in entrepreneurship? Well, I can go with my personal uh, idea of success good, is good. like I said earlier. Yeah, love. Yeah, like you said, leveling up. I'd like to get another studio, more shows, franchise. And I was thinking ahead. Yeah, we're based out of St. Louis, but it's my city, my music. So we could be in any any city. Mm-hmm. So plan ahead. And then that's why I foresee the. I try to predict the yes. future as much as possible. Yeah. But yeah, I stay ahead of the curve. That's why Radio Shack, Blockbuster Video. R.I.P. Circuit City. Circuit City. Boy, I'm dead. <laughs> no. Right. And that's true. I, I'm surprised Best Buy's still around. I see R.I.P. Malls, period. Listen. Yeah, malls. There's only one. I think South County, well, they got a couple malls left. Was it a Hollywood right. movie? What, what but that? think about it. But yeah. those. Someone, even, yeah, I mean, they, they did not look to, the, uh, said earlier, don't be afraid of change. Look to the future. What's happening with the industry? Everything's unplugged. Everything's wireless. Here's your TV. Here's your radio. Here's your credit card. Here's your camera. Guess what? It's a phone, too. Can you believe that? It's a computer. I mean, whatever you need it to be, plan ahead. And, yeah, I mean. Uh, 
Bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, Johnson, what do you what do you think? How does one go ahead? In in our field, uh, that one kid that was gonna turn wrong. Come on, one mm. one down the wrong lane and made a full three sixty, and now that kid is coming back to saying, "Look at where I am today." With you guys' help, that kid from the community that can help other kids, and now he or she is a mentor saying, "I want to help the rest of the community. I want to be the example to other kids like I was did." See, that's that's it. You hear the. Just real quick, get the news. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin and Nick, they have not went to jail. They have become successful entrepreneurs after leaving the juvenile detention one time. Matter of fact, they didn't even make it to juvenile detention. Nick, How do you know that? Because yeah. Nick survived. I keep in touch with him. I only go to jail when I'm in Eureka. Out here. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> I got Eureka locked up at Six Flags one time. <laughs> you know, do not speed down the Hall's Ferry. <laughs> yes, Miss Johnson, I love that. If you could save one, there are billions of kids out here. We cannot save them all. But the effort to at least try and attempt to help these youth, that's all you can give. That's all you can give. You can give whatever comes with your effort and hope to God that they make it out. You know, I've seen a lot of kids in a newspaper deceased or getting ready to catch lifetime charges and get 25, 30 years after they've been in juvenile and they ain't changed and their parents going down with them. So, you know, once they got out, they went back into that environment. They, their parent was part of the problem. I've seen it. I've seen it all. Johnson has seen it all, you know. So, like she said, that one kid, I, I really agree with that. Um, Dr. Carl, what about you? It's really what what everybody has already said. I mean, uh, I was just asking myself, like, am I am I accomplishing the goal that I originally set out when I started doing this? You know, have I uh, have I been effective? Have uh, I created opportunity? And uh, can I pay my bills? Yeah. And uh, those things will be will determine whether or not there's any level of success. I, I like to uh, I like to ask, have I changed a life? Have I made a difference? Even just being on my podcast, you know, I was informed that my podcast made a difference for for, for a little girl. So, for me, it's like, okay, because it's focused on personal experience, professional experience, professional knowledge. So, if, if, if somebody's listening and they heard, um, you know, um, a bullying episode and they're going through it and they figure out, okay, you know what, I, I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to commit suicide. I don't want to feel that way or sexually assaulted and be like, okay, no, I need to report this. These women went through this, and, and, and they didn't report it to to age of 35, 30 years old. But I'm 13. I'm finna tell. I'm telling somebody. No matter what the backlash is, they said it. It's okay. They went through it, and look at them. They're telling their story, and they're okay. So however however we can get through to people, even adults, because this is not for just youth. This is for adults as well, because a lot of times adults don't know what we're talking about. They're resistant to even listening. They're resistant to change. They're resistant to learning new communication skills, especially if they're older. You know, if they're older, they're like, well, I made it this far. I'm fine. I'm not doing nothing. But we can all we can all be better. We can all do better. You know, I learn every day. We all learn every day something new based on somebody else's perspective, somebody else's experience, what they're going through. We see that it is out here and it's available to us. If, if, we, if, if they can go through it, we can potentially go through it. So I guess that, that helps us be more careful. That helps us be more mindful. 
you know, practicing mindfulness, reflecting on things that we've seen, things that we've done. So, you know, that's, that's, that's something that I feel is really important. Um, my last question is passion. What do you think? Is, is, is passion involved? You know, how does your ideas develop? Is it passion? What is it? Because you know what? I think when I speak about the angels online, no, I know. When I speak about the angels online, I think, because <laughs> I, I have to listen to myself, of course. I'd be like, damn. Well, I be serious. I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about the kids. I'm passionate about helping. I can't sleep at night. I wake up at 2, 3 in the morning with ideas in my head. I don't figure out how I can make a difference, how I can make a change, how I can do something better. Um, I get up and I want to write them down. Like, I can't sleep until I write them down because I don't want to forget them. You know, I, I think I did it last night or the night before, but I get up and I write ideas down. I wake up in the morning and I might send a text message to Dr. Carl and say, hey, look, and I just be going, but it's on my mind. You know, so I feel like I'm, I think if you're an entrepreneur and you're doing what you love, back to what Nick said earlier on in the show, he said he, he had passion. He, he, he loved what he did, you know, and so I think that um, I, I can't resist helping people and especially the kids because they're next. I can't, I can't get over it, and I love talking to the kids. I love helping. I love hugging the kids. I love just letting them know that there's there's good people out here still. There's good people out here. So, um, Nick. Good people, good people. Boy, I tell you what. Show you're right. You got to get them people what they want. I probably want. blew everybody's ear out. I'm sorry. No, you're all right. You got to do it. Nick, tell me. Is there passion behind it? It is, it is, it is, but there is a caveat to that. Come on. I was literally talking to... Caveat, uh, that's a big word. <laughs> word of the day. I, I don't know how to spell it. How I do don't you, know. How do you C-A-V-E-A-T. No? Yes? I don't know. We'll I would Google. think it was I-A-T. We got Google over there. We got to ask caveat. our studio audience. Studio audience, uh, uh, how do you spell caveat? And what does it mean? It, it, yeah, help us out, because listeners want to know. It's kind of fancy for me. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know what she's saying. Hold up. Caveat. Not, not, okay, we're going to figure it out by the end. Not caviar. caviar. Not caviar, ma'am. Um, yes. Look it up. Nick's going to look it up. I spelled Nick. it right. Yeah, he spelled it right. C-A-V-E-A-T. Come on, Nick. Oh, that sounds uh, too easy. Stipulation. Anyway, all right, so. Go ahead. Uh, I had a homegirl that um, <laughs> she she was like, came up in the same space as me cooking in, in New York. Um. She switched to being a private chef, and she absolutely hates cooking now because that. And she was passionate; that was her jam. Mm-hmm. She loved cooking food just as much as I did. Um, and that whole realm of private chef, or whatever she had with her experiences, ruined cooking for her. Mm. Ruined it. Mm. Um, so, is passion enough? In my instance, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, it's not about, yeah, it's not about, for me, it's not about food. It's about the experience that the hospitality yes. creating, expressing myself. That's what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. So, um, and a short answer, absolutely passions there and it, you need it. And if you don't, and you're just like half in it, yeah, you're not going to last. If you're doing it just to get by, like, yeah. okay, well, I'm going to try to do this now. I want to do this, yeah. but I'm going to try to do this. And once you have that one experience and it shuts everything yeah. down for you if you're doing it for a check you're also not yep yeah yep. justin what about you passion yeah i like to see other people win because mm. when i started out i'm i mean yeah, i like to rap too and i've got some albums out but i didn't want to focus all the attention on myself 
So once again, I was thinking bigger picture and why well, I just, yeah, I just, I like to help out other people. So, and then really, I don't have a plan B. If, I mean, if this fails, then. Plan B is plan A. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My other option, I've, I've tried college. I went to college for eight years and I only got about less than two years credit. So <laughs> the old college try. The old, <laughs> it's all right, baby. I'm gonna blame that. On, I'm gonna blame that on my advisor. <laughs> I won't say her name, but I took. But yeah, I've done the college road. I'm, I've done the. I've been in restaurants my whole life, like I said, and I just kind of fell into radio. So Good. I and didn't. You found your. You found your niche. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily call it a pet. I mean, I guess it kind of is now. I enjoy doing it. Right. When passion meets opportunity, yeah, yeah that's started, when it that's when it really gets. There you high. go, and it start. Yeah, it started out as a hobby. I was uh-huh. I started out in my basement just doing it for fun, and then mm-hmm. once I had forty people in my basement, I'm like, yeah, it's probably time to get a studio. <laughs> it's a little crowded sitting on laps. Fire marshal came. Hey yo, fire hazard, you're blocking the exits. Yeah. Safety is sexy, baby. Yeah. Angel, don't Lapping steal my up. lines, you people. Don't steal my lines. Uh. Dante, what's up, Dr. Cara? I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, passion is important. Um, you don't sound very passionate about that. You don't sound passionate about your answer, but go ahead, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, letting people know or helping people figure out that they, that the answers to whatever it is that they're going through is, is more internal the external they you know helping them realize that you know they can they can through self-realization solve their own problems you know and uh there's a certain satisfaction that comes with that but you know uh i also have to do it i mean it has to work and i'm, I'm not trying to go and uh work at you know somebody else's store or somebody yeah. else anything i mean it has to work so there's a passion there but I think the drive to uh, to make this work uh, sometimes overshadow the passion because for me it is a job and I mean it's a service that I provide I know how to do it so my passion about helping people absolutely but about being an entrepreneur probably not so much. Yes, I feel it, and you know what? By him saying that, I also would say it depends on the field that you're in. Mm-hmm. But he's because he's in the clinical, he's in the doctor side, mm-hmm. um, medical, helping people, mental health, and everything else. So that's a bit different, and that tie, you know, when he said that, it made a lot of sense, based on where you talking about, okay, cooking, or are we just dealing with the kids or whatever. Like I'm, I'm passionate about doing what I do as far as that, you know. I don't mm-hmm. deal with mental, I do deal with mental health or whatnot, you know. what I'm saying in a different sense when I deal with trauma and just talking to these kids. A lot of, that's what I do, you know. What I'm saying uh, counsel type stuff, anyways, whatever. Mm-hmm. When I'm talking to them, because you know I, I'm trained to do all that too at, at the same time, but. Um, yeah, I I think that's that's big how he how he explained that. Um, Johnson, what about you? Very passionate about helping the kids succeed. You know, just like you wake up with ideals, write them down in a hurry. How can I help this? Kid? How can I get him from step from A all the way to Z? No matter what it takes, even if it takes me bringing money out of my pocket to help this young man, that's what I'm gonna do. So I'm really passionate. What I do is who we are. And we do it, and we do it all the time. Come out of pocket with own money to make sure a kid is just smiling, man. That 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 makes, I'm telling you, it makes a whole lot of difference. It's a whole, it makes a whole lot of difference. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do because 
whether you've been in that, that position and you know, like for me, I know how I had a village growing up. You know, I, those same best friends I had playing ball with and everything else, you know, those parents were like my parents. I didn't have to go without when it came to the sports and everything and having the money to do that. So when you see a kid looking, he's like, man, let me help him pay for practice, man, because somebody did it for me. Let me, I know what it feels like to want to really practice with your friends and be able to do that. And then mom's working all the time and, you know what I'm saying? So, it, I mean, yeah, that's the, ooh, yeah, that's big. That's big. Man, this episode was good, man. When we know we're going to have another entrepreneur episode down, down the line. This episode is brought to you by the youth, FYI. There was some middle schoolers that wanted to hear that. Shout out to those kids whenever they listen. Entrepreneurship, that's what it was brought about. That was our last question. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Angels Online. Thank you so much for listening. We are going to make sure we give everybody a good people, good people. We're going to start with Miss Johnson. Go ahead and give us a good people, good people. Good people, good people. There she is. Dr. Carl, can we get a good people, good people? Here he come. <laughs> good people, good people. <laughs> Nikki Slices, what's up? <laughs> good people. Good people. <laughs> Justin, talk to me. Good people, good people, regular people, average people, all kinds of people. Tune in. <laughs> Don't forget about the bad people, too, because they need it. Yeah, the bad people need the most. Listen, and you know what I'm ending with, baby. Good people, good people. You got to get a people what they want. And what they need, too. Woo!